I'm your host, Aaron Groves, and welcome to the Pop Podcast. Hey, 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 guys, and welcome back to the Pop Podcast. I am solo in the studio today. It's been a little over a month, I think, since the last time I did a solo episode where I threw a lot at you guys that I was moving to Austin and I was going to start a business, two big life-changing events, if you will. I'm still moving to Austin and I'm going to touch a little bit on the business idea and what I've done since I kind of launch that into the universe. So today is going to be a hodgepodge of a bunch of different things. It's going to be another little life update. I feel like a lot has been going on in my personal life and I've been sharing a lot of it on social media as well. So the first thing I wanted to talk about because this is something I shared on Instagram about how I wanted to wean off of coffee And as you all know, I am a huge advocate for health and the why behind it is just seeing how my body reacts to different things and how I can operate at my highest potential, both physically and mentally. I'm that weird person that likes to test different things, foods, diets, whatever it is, just to see how it affects my performance when I'm working out and how it affects my performance at work as well. It was probably about six-ish months ago at my previous job before I quit that I just had this weird feeling that I needed to wean off of coffee. I think I was seeing a lot of people on social media that were fitness influencers, are super into health and wellness that I've always aspired. Kirsty Godso is one of them. And she just cut off coffee and switched to matcha and noticed so many changes in her day-to-day life with anxiety that she talked about or her skin, overall energy. And so I just had this weird feeling that I was going to give it a go. I've always loved coffee. I love the taste of coffee, but I thought, why not just try to give yourself a break and see how your body responds As a disclaimer, I didn't just do this overnight. I guess not really a disclaimer, but I didn't just pull the trigger on this overnight because I did do that when I tried to become a vegetarian for 30 days and it totally messed with my entire digestive system. So I learned from that experience, but it's been two weeks actually today since I stopped with coffee. So I used to drink like two to three cups a day and then I pulled it back to two cups And then I pulled it back to one cup a day just in the morning. And then I switched to matcha in the afternoon. And then two Thursdays ago, I just completely cut it cold turkey because I ran out of coffee actually. And then just switched to matcha. And I will say that everything those girls experienced, Kirsty Godso in particular, and things that I read is almost to a T what I've experienced in my life. I'm not really a high anxiety person in general. I don't really run anxious. I have a lot of energy, as you all know, but I'm not typically super worried about things that I can't control. I think meditation has really helped me with that, but I'm not a super anxious person. But I think the biggest thing that I noticed, there's two. The first one is energy. And I don't, you don't get that spike from matcha that you do in coffee, but you, 
with that being said, you also don't have the crash. And so for me, I was addicted to that morning hype. Of, I have so much energy. But then once I got to 11, 12, 1, you really felt that crash. And that affected my hunger levels as well. So I think matcha not only has evened out my energy levels and has made things consistent throughout the day, which is hands down the best, most productive way for me personally. I'm not telling you to go cut coffee, but I just noticed myself being more consistently productive versus being productive for like two to three hours in the morning and in the afternoon, I wasn't. Now I feel like the entire day I can be productive until like seven or eight at night when I start to get tired, which has been so nice to not feel that crash or this sense of like, I need to eat another meal at 2 p.m. or 3 p.m. or I need candy or reaching and grabbing for another cup of coffee. So it, although matcha does have caffeine in it, it's just like a different type of feeling, which I personally have very much enjoyed. I will say I do miss the taste of coffee. I don't think I'm going to give up coffee for forever, but I definitely think that if you're on the fence about it or you've been leaning into testing out something else, this is your sign to go for it. And I gave the first one, which was like more even energy. And the second one, which I kind of touched on was just hunger levels. And I didn't really realize this, but I was talking about this with my mom when I was home last weekend celebrating birthdays and stuff like that, which I'll touch on a little bit. Um, but I just noticed that my hunger levels weren't as high. I naturally eat a lot because I work out a lot, but I noticed myself not being hungry in the morning, obviously because coffee's curbing the appetite and then being starving by dinner and eating all of this stuff are really going for sweets and stuff that isn't as healthful or I'm just trying to put calories in my body. So I definitely have noticed a very weird difference in my metabolism which I haven't heard other people have, or maybe they just haven't talked about it, but I have felt that I can actually eat like three big meals and be satisfied versus before I felt like I was always grabbing for food because I was always hungry. And I don't know if that is just me getting older. I don't know what that is, if it's attested to matcha, but I will say that ever since I cut off coffee, that has been what I have noticed and it's only been two weeks. So maybe in my next soul ups or my, my next life update, I will do dive a little bit more, but I just wanted to share that because I think a lot of people are on the fence about coffee. I've had a few guests on that have had incidences or situations in their life with coffee negatively. And so that has been my experience with matcha. I do think that this matcha enlightenment moment and the breathwork experience I'm about to talk about all kind of coincided with my sudden breakdown and desire to move to a different city, start a business. And I was also turning 26. And I know it's not old, so I'm not calling myself old or saying that I'm getting older, but I feel like every year when you age, you naturally reflect. And for me, I love, I love to grow. How can I be better than I was yesterday? And so I think that's kind of where the matcha stem from is that I'd just been going with coffee for so long that I was like, why not change it up? You're getting older, see how your body reacts to it. Maybe it'll be more beneficial for you. So I did turn 26. But before we get to the birthday, I don't really have much to share on what I did for my birthday. Um, I wanted to touch on the breathwork experience that I went through with Chelsea Sanchez. She was just on the podcast two weeks ago. Sorry, Chelsea, if I pronounce your name wrong. 
Um, but I had her on the podcast and we just had really good energy and banter back and forth. And she afterwards talked to me about how she does this breath work. And I knew I was just needing a release. And this was exactly a week before my birthday. So right after the episode, it was the next Monday. I went over to her house and I just felt this internal shift. I know this is getting woo-woo. This podcast is about to go to a, a Gabby Bernstein uh, wannabe podcast. Um, but I just needed some sort of release in my life. I felt like as I was planning to move to a new city and I just felt like for the last few months, I've been stepping into a new chapter. And I think when you feel that internal shift, you have to shed some layers. And as I've talked about my obsession with meditation lately, it's been 30 to 60 minutes, if not a little bit more every single day, if I can squeeze it in. And so I went over to Chelsea's house and I did this breathwork experience. And the reason that I wanted to share this to, to you all is because, I've, again, I've talked about it a little bit on my stories. If you follow me on Instagram, if not, go follow me. How you have to let go and release things for new to welcome in. And me throwing out the business idea and me throwing out moving was just me putting that energy into the universe. I had some people that are like, why'd you announce it so early? You don't have a business idea. I think when you feel something on a soul level, like in an intuition and you bring that subconsciously to your conscious layer and then you throw it out in the universe, it's like, hey, this is going to happen when it's meant to. And so that was my intention with that last solo episode. And so I felt like this breath work experience was just the start point of like an energetic release and you all I texted my best friend Jen right after I got out of it and I have never felt more in tune with my body but also just grounded and trusted in what's to come and I like to control things and I like to know about things but I'm also chill in the sense that I can go along with plans I'm not super type a like I'm I'm more type b it just kind of depends on what it is in my life but there was three things that happened to me in this meditation or meditation slash breath work it was a little bit over an hour the first thing is the right side of my body started going numb and she told me that a few things could happen in it. And so I'll explain a little bit more. But the first thing was like 10 minutes into it, the right side of my body started going numb. And I didn't know this before the episode or before the breathwork facilitator and since whatever it's called, not episode, I'm talking on an episode. Um, anyways, I didn't know this until after, but the right side is the masculine side of your body. And so I was releasing which I knew I needed to the logic side of my brain which was the side of me that wants to control things and the side of me that thinks things or can talk herself out of situations because it doesn't make sense logically even if my heart or my intuition is telling me otherwise and I'm sharing that because I think it's a learning lesson in life and this is something that I'm working on is that if it doesn't make sense to me logically I used to not do it or not pursue that person or not pursue a situation 
even though I knew intuitively that there was still something there or that there was a calling inside of me to pursue it. And another great example that I think I could give is this podcast. Some people would look at it and be like, well, Mona Taylor, you're not here. You're not here. But there's something deep inside of me that knows this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. And this is what I'm being called to do. And so I think in that breath work situation, the right side of my body going numb was me releasing that need for control, that logic, that masculine energy and really tuning in and aligning the masculine with the feminine. Again, very woo-woo and very spiritual, but that was the very first thing that I felt in my body. And then I would say about 45 minutes in, it could have been a little sooner. It could have been a little later. I'm just estimating time here. My whole body started getting chills and I felt like I was shivering and just cold. And Chelsea told me before that, that if you start to feel cold, it's because you're releasing fear. Ironically, that is something in my life that I am always trying to let go of. The fear of the unknown, the fear of not being able to control an outcome, the fear of I'm not doing enough. Whatever the situation it is, that's why I ask that question a lot to guests of how do you overcome fear? Because I'm someone that feels that on a deep soul level. And it's something that I just need to let go of and fully trust in the unfolding of my life. And I also think a second point to that, and this is something that she actually said to me in before we were talking, she was like, I feel like you're the type of person who always goes after what they want and gets what they want. And I've talked about this a little bit on the podcast and on Instagram very true like exactly what she told me is very true and what I'm noticing as I'm getting older is that you still need to go out and you need to take action and go after the things you want but so much is out of your control and I know I talk about this a lot that surrendering to the how and the when for me it's always a timing thing like I want it to happen now 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 And that is a lack mindset. So shifting from lack into abundance. But I also think, again, if you're on the other side of this listening and you're resonating with any part of this, everything always happens exactly how it should and when it should is the most important thing for me. And so I think when I felt this cold energy coming over me, it was me really letting go of any fear in my life. The fear of moving, the fear of leaving friends, the fear of meeting new friends, the fear of not having a place to live, not having a podcast studio, like everything that I've built in Dallas, I'm literally getting up and leaving. And so I think there was a lot internally in me that was just coming out physically, which is why when you hear people like what you put into your body is what comes out if you will and I don't mean that like a pg way but what you put into your body and like what you digest you see on the outside and it's the same thing of like what you tell yourself that's exactly what I was feeling I was feeling all of this feelings leaving me and then right after I was super cold I got teary-eyed and had this overwhelming sense of happiness gratitude for where exactly I am and knowing that I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be, even if I don't think I'm somewhere else. And I wanted to end with that on the topic of breathwork, not the episode, because I think it's easy for people. I interview entrepreneurs all the time, the audience and you all listening. You're here because you're go-getters. You're here because you want to learn more and be more and do more, or you're listening because you're my friend and you feel like you have to. I'm just kidding. But on a 
more serious note, you're exactly where you are supposed to be. And I remind myself of this often because I know I'm going to look back in five years and 10 years and my life is going to be completely different. And there's going to be a part of me that's going to wish that I enjoyed every single step on the way, every single step to building this podcast, every single step to building a business. And so this is your Monday reminder or whenever you are listening to this, that you're exactly where you are supposed to be. And y'all, you guys, ever since I did that breath work, something in me has shifted. And that is not just me saying this. I feel so much lighter. And again, I don't know if it's the matcha. It could be a combination of the matcha, the breath work, turning 26. I don't know. But something energetically in me feels so much lighter. And the irony of this entire breathwork situation is that this breathwork happened on a Monday. On Sunday, kind of taking us on a little detour of the story. On a Sunday, I have been wanting to go to San Diego for so long. You all know I talked about on my episode, am I moving to San Diego or am I moving to Austin? And obviously it's Austin, but I've been wanting to go to San Diego so badly. And on the Sunday before the breath work, I was talking to one of my dad's friends and we were talking about San Diego and blah, 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 blah. And then Monday morning rolls around and one of my friends texted me and basically was like, hey, should I come see you or should we go on a trip to California? And I was like, oh my gosh, wait, weird. You texted me. I really want to go to San Diego. And so this happened right before I went, walked into the breath work. I walked out and booked a trip to San Diego. So not only did one of my manifestations for my birthday come true a week before, but everything just felt lighter. And now I'm going on this trip and it's just, it's wild that the things you think and the things you put out into the mirrors, like I was telling everyone how I wanted to go to San Diego for so long and then it happened right in front of me. So what you tell yourself and what you put out into the world is what reflects back on to you. That is the second thing that I was talking about on this episode. We're, we're all over the place today. The next thing is that happened a week before my birthday. So yes, I did turn 26. I was thinking about doing 26 things I've learned in my life, but I did that for my 25th birthday. And so I just wasn't feeling it. If you guys want me to do what I've learned, 26 things I've learned, I'm more than happy. I feel like it's very similar to 25. I think the only thing that I really am realizing at 26 is just the literal shift in my energy and what I'm into. And it's kind of crazy because I'm definitely a light switch type of person. Like if I'm on, I'm on. If I'm off, I'm off. It's like, I'm like that with relationships. Like either I'm friends with you or I'm not friends with you or either I'm into you romantically or I'm not. Like there's never an in-between. I don't always, I never really float in the gray area. I know I need to see more gray in life. But for me personally, like I make decisions pretty black and white when it comes to my personal life and pretty pretty similar in my professional life. So I'd say the biggest thing with 26 that I noticed is just this new desire to want to be outside more, be in nature. I don't really care for going out as much. I mean, I was home last weekend, this past weekend, and went out with one of my friends. And like, I love that. But I just feel like this next chapter of my life is going to be building a business, surrounding myself with those type of people, Obviously, my friends in Dallas will still always be my friends and all of my other friends. So I feel like I'm just stepping into a new chapter in my life that it was re- going to require me to grow up in certain ways and let go of certain people in certain situations that aren't serving me. 
And I feel like it's like that with every year, uh, but I definitely felt that at 26. And it's also funny too, because I always knew once I turned 25 and once I hit a certain financial goal that things were going to start progressing for me. And I already feel that on a very soul level. So that is 26. I went to Nick and Sam's. I was just telling Spider and Michael, uh, my oh so lovely producers that I went to Nick and Sam's. It was a good time. Good. It was a good atmosphere. And then I was home and asleep by midnight. So that is the most Aaron thing that you've ever heard. Okay, moving on. So we got those three done. I'm checking off on my little notepad. The next thing is traveling. I feel like I'm traveling so much this month, which my last breakdown that catapulted into me moving uh, to Austin was after I was traveling a lot. So I'm super excited for the next solo episode because I feel like I'm going to San Diego uh, next or this coming week once you guys hear this episode. And then I'm home for a few weeks and then I'll be in Nashville and then I'm going home to Charlotte. So Hilton Head rather. Um, but there's a lot of travel. And so when that happens, new ideas, new people, rest always brings creative ideas, which leads me to the business idea, which I'm sure everyone has been waiting to hear about. I know I've had a few text messages and DMs about that. So no real progress, I will say, on this business idea. There's no light bulb moment that has gone off, but it's funny because after I did that solo episode, I went and got my hair done by a new hair lady. And she was talking to me. She read my energy pretty quickly. But at the end of it, after we talked about my podcast and my life and everything a little bit, she goes, I just wanted to let you know that what you're doing with the podcast is exactly what you're supposed to be doing. And you're going to meet someone and they're going to set off a light bulb in your head that's going to lead you to where you want to go next. And I almost started crying because I was like, that is exactly what I needed to hear given the day that I was having on that specific day. But it brings everything back to the things that you hear and the messages and the signs and the synchronicities in your life are all around you if you choose to pay attention to them. And what you put your energy into and what you put your attention to really comes to fruition in your life. If I'm not a living example of that, and I'm sure all of you out there listening, whether you're super spiritual or not, that's a, it's how things work. It's how energy works. And I just thought it was so ironic that she said that because I just did the breath work and all of this stuff. And anytime I feel a sense of urgency towards things, I know it's lack mindset. And so I have to remind myself like, hey, you're abundant. You don't need to rush something. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And I know that, but I just naturally can be impatient, which now my affirmation for myself is I am patient. So I just thought it was interesting that she said that because I felt a sense of urgency after I put that into the universe on the podcast that by the next one, I had to have an idea. And the steps I will say that I'm taking is obviously continuing with the podcast guests. Like I learn something new every single time. I bounce ideas all the time off of my mentor. I also have been paying more attention to the episodes that really light me up where I leave the episode. I'm like, oh my gosh, I love that person or I love that idea because I feel that the people that I'm drawn to are probably going to be in the industry or doing something similar that I'm going to want to be doing. And so that's something that I've started really grounding myself in and just paying attention to is, hey, what's really lighting me up? 
obviously I love every single guest that comes in here, but there's some guests I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with that guest. And so if that's how I feel afterwards, I'm trying to really go internal after the episode and be like, okay, what about them? Was it how they built their business? Was it them? Was it their product? Like whatever it was to really help me wrap my head around what my idea is going to be. And then twofold on that is meditation, which I know I talk about all the time, but I always just have these epiphanies and meditations. And it's not always, I will tell you guys that the Austin one was very unique and well-timed, but I will say most of my meditations aren't that. I just get reminders or affirmations or sayings that remind me that it's all happening or it's all coming towards me. It's just a matter of divine timing and when things fall into place, how they should. So that is the business idea. I know it's not any updates uh, that are life-changing, but that's just what I'm doing. And I think it's what I've been doing since I started this podcast. Like I'm always, I'm all ears. I'm always open to ideas. I'm always coming up with new ideas. There just hasn't been that light bulb moment, kind of like I have with the podcast of like, that's what I want to do. And these are the next action steps. But I do know that I'm the type of person when it comes into my brain and I'm connected to it on a soul level, I'm going to make it happen and I'm going to be consistent with it. So when that happens, y'all will be the first to know. I don't think I'm going to be that girl that's going to hide it because I am very much of an open book. If there's something about it that I have to hide, maybe I will. Um, But y'all will be the first to know. And so that is really all I had in terms of life updates. I feel that's all that's really been going on in my life. I pretty much do the same thing all the time. I guess the last one was a big life update that is not going to happen every month. But I did want to end with three questions that you all had asked. Some of the questions people ask, I don't always know if I am capable of answering them, but these three I thought were super good questions and related to the podcast and business in general. One of them is personal. Someone asked if I was single. The answer is yes, I am single. Michael Spired and I were just talking about dating and dating apps and my opinion on those. So yes, I am still single for whoever asked that question. The next question, which I loved and I love the compliment is how did you get into podcasting? I love hearing you talk. And then another one along those same lines was how did you know that this was your passion? So I'm going to answer the first one first of how did I get into podcasting? So my friend and I, if you're new to this podcast, I started this podcast at the beginning of 2021 because my best friend at the time pretty much just convinced me into starting a podcast. And there's definitely a little bit more to the story. My parents had always told me that I should go into sports broadcasting or I've always been obsessed with Aaron Andrews, which I know I've talked about a lot, but I feel like my parents and people around me always told me that I should go into sports broadcasting, but I... I'm stubborn and never listened to that. I thought I wanted to do what my dad did and go into sales, which is definitely something that I uh, am talented in as well. And so I think maybe from a young age, I was always very outgoing. I could talk to anyone. I was 
very curious naturally. I think that's why a lot of my questions and the natural ability with podcasting has come so fluently to me just because I am a super curious person. I always ask why, ask my parents. I always want to know if you're telling me no, why are you telling me no? I want an explanation. And so I think that just in my human nature and then my friend yeah my best friend at the time was like hey I think you need to start a podcast because you're always giving people advice on dating or health tips or life I've always been the friend that is into health and wellness and into self-growth and all of those super nerdy things that most people I feel like don't really get into into their 30s but that's been me ever since I honestly think I was 16 years old And so her and I started this podcast and we went separate ways because we were two very different people with two different talents and it was just best for me to pursue this on my own and take charge of what I was good at and what came naturally to me. So that is how I got into podcasting. And I found this studio, which honestly has been a saving grace. I feel like every time I come in here, I get so excited to talk with them. They're amazing producers. All of the people that I have met, I feel eternally grateful for all of the guests that have come across this studio, have been over Zoom for me and for everyone for tuning in. So it's definitely been something that has completely changed my life. And I am so glad for that friend that pushed me to do it in 2020 when the world was falling apart, because if it was not for her, I don't think I would be here today. So this is a little tangent, but it's also a reminder that even if things don't work out in your life, there's always a season, a reason or a lifetime. And without her, I mean, she definitely came into my life for a reason and that I am forever grateful for. So this podcast... Uh, That is how, and then I guess the second part of that is how did I know that this was my passion or how did I know I was passionate about this? And this is a really good question because I don't really think I figured it out honestly until I started getting feedback from the people I was interviewing and from my producers I knew I liked it immediately because I like getting to know people. I would, I'm not kidding you. I would go up to random people at hotels if I thought they were famous and ask them how they were famous, if they were an athlete and how they got there. Like I would just ask random people questions. I, any guy that's ever met me at the bar, they'll probably, t- if you ever, if they're listening to this, I don't know if they are. I will find out what they do for a living and how they got there within the first 10 minutes of the conversation. It has nothing to do with like, I want to know what you do for a living to qualify you if you will it's more just like out of genuine curiosity and because I'm very passionate about my career so I don't really think there was a moment to bring back the answer to the question I just think that it came naturally to me at the beginning obviously if you look back if you listen back to some of my first episodes they're definitely not good um but it came naturally to me and it was actually at the beginning of 20 this year actually when I started going down the entrepreneurial route and the business route still coupled with health and wellness but more around business that I felt this fire inside of me and I remember talking to my mentor about it and honestly spider too and there was one guest in particular that I can think about and she just gave me really good feedback and was like this is what you're supposed to be doing 
And at the time, I didn't see it, but I felt that getting that external affirmation for what I was feeling intuitively just made sense that this is what I was passionate about. And I will also say too that what you're passionate about, you're going to do no matter if there's money on the line at all. And I know I've touched a little bit on this on Marcy Hubbard's episode, I believe, or maybe this part of it afterwards didn't air, but we had a conversation after and she was talking about how I need to monetize it and all this stuff. And I straight up told her like, hey, a fear of mine is that once I monetize it, I'm going to lose that passion. I'm going to lose the drive for something that I genuinely enjoy doing. Like I love prepping for interviews. I love coming and doing the interviews. I love every single part of it. And I didn't want money to change that. And I do think financials is how the easiest measure of success. And I know there's a bunch of entrepreneurs that have talked about that. But for me, I just know that I enjoy doing it and it's actually taking money out of my pocket. Like I'm, it's all expenses for me right now. I've made a handful of money off of uh, links and stuff like that, but it's not that I've ever pursued sponsorships or really gone out and tried. And I think that's how I knew that this is what I was passionate about is because I didn't really care about the monetary aspect. I was doing it because I genuinely enjoyed doing it. And I would love for this to be something that's full-time or I would love for this to go to the moon because obviously if it's something that I love to do, then I don't feel like I have to work every single day. But that would be my advice for anyone that's looking to find something that they're passionate about, I think the number one thing that you've heard every guest say, and I would say is just put yourself in different situations and try out a bunch of different stuff. And I always, always, always come back to, and I had this conversation with one of my old coworkers uh, two nights ago, we were on the phone for an hour and a half. And I was like, listen to what people tell you that you're good at. And I know we always say that don't take like criticism and all this type of stuff. And I'm not saying take listen to what everyone's saying. But if your parents and your best friends, and for me, the producers are all coming to the same conclusion on something, they're probably on to something. So listen to that and tune into that. Because even if you don't see it for yourself, like everyone else in my life has seen things in me that I haven't yet come into. I think a lot of it just has to do with age. And that's one thing that I've really noticed is that's like my mentor will say something's going to happen a year or two before it happens, or sometimes it's just a few months before it happens. And I'm like, no, 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 whatever. And he's like, I promise you, I see this in you. This is what's going to happen, or this is the outcome that's going to happen. And so bringing it back to passion and trying things out and figuring it out. I think when you're putting yourself in different situations and you're chasing feedback on what you're good at, you're going to fall into something. And I'm not saying that that passion is going to turn into a business or it's going to turn into a profit, but I think figuring out what you don't like is also a gateway into figuring out what you do like. It's kind of like dating. You date someone and you're like, oh, why'd you do that? The next guy, hopefully you're not repeating that same behavior or else that's what I do. Like if someone says something that I didn't like, it's like, okay, if another guy is doing that exact same thing or acts that same way, obviously it's a strike for him as well. So that is my TED talk on passion. As always, if you all have any other questions for me, I will do questions at the end of every single solo episode. I think it's a good way to build a connection with the audience and with the community that we are building. 
And that is all that I have for you all today. I feel like I just talked for an hour, um, probably 45 minutes. So this is a little bit of a longer solo episode. But that is all that I have for you. I hope everyone has a great week. I will post some content from San Diego. And as always, I end this episode with what am I ungrateful for? And I am grateful for my trip to San Diego with one of my best friends from home. Shout out, Marissa. I'm so excited to go on a little girl's trip, R&R, go to the beach, meet some hot surfers. And that's all she wrote. Thank you all. Talk to you next week.